Welcome to the Sports Spectrum Podcast, where faith and sports collide. Here's your host, Jason Romano. This is episode number 42 of the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Welcome everyone to the show. My name is Jason Romano, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you joining us on the program today. And uh, this podcast, a lot of these interviews that we do are taped well in advance, and we, we air them months after we do them. Uh, the interviews are, are long form and, and sort of storytelling, uh, hearing about a person's faith and their walk and their, and their life and what God has done for them. But this interview is going to be a little different. We're taping this Tuesday afternoon, uh, and our guest today is Jets linebacker, New York Jets linebacker, Demario Davis. And Demario is a part of the ministry that this uh, sports spectrum world is birthed from, Pro Athletes Outreach. So we appreciate Demario joining us here. And we wanted to talk to him uh, and talk to you, Demario, about the, the basically what has happened in our co- what is happening in our country with regards to the NFL and with regards to the remarks from President Trump. So I just want to start with that. You guys obviously had a game Sunday. Uh, you beat the Dolphins 20-6, to got your first win, and that was awesome. You had a great game yourself. But the story continued to be the response by the NFL and its players to the comments made by President Trump, using foul language to, to categorize those that were protesting during the national anthem. So I just want to start with that and what your initial thoughts were when you heard uh, what our president had said. Um, I think there were a lot of different emotions um, that I felt, you know, just like any other American when those words were, were expressed. I think, you know, it was a, a flood of emotions. Um, but I, but I, what I try to do is not let, you know, my emotions dictate how I respond, mm. you know, or what I say or uh, what I do, even though it causes a lot of thoughts. And I always just try to look at it through a, bil- a biblical lens. I think our country is at a, a time where, where tensions are, um, I wouldn't say all-time high, but but they're rising, you know, at a rapid rate. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you look at it, you know, um, biblically, you know, the Bible commands us to love our neighbor as we would love ourselves. And I think, you know, what ultimately has to happen is people just have to learn how to love people who are different than them, you know. Um, you know, if you're not loving them, then you're hating them. I think those are the only two um, things and you know to hate somebody because they're different than you or they're a different race or they're a different religion uh, or they have a different sexuality or they have a different creed or they're from a different culture to hate somebody for for something that you know because they're different than you is just it's just not right and so I think uh, Christians you know believers have to lead the charge you know because you know God is love and he's shown us you know what love is and um, if we're not leading the way and we're not being a light then we're not doing our part and so I think in times like this, you know, there, as for me, I feel like there's three reasons why I have to step up and why I have to do something or say something. And as one, um, I'm a believer and we have, we're called to be the light of the world. Two, I'm a man, men are leaders in society. And three, um, I'm an NFL at- athlete and, and, you know, we have a huge platform and many people are watching. And so if I was just to try to remain indifferent or be silent, then, you know, I wouldn't be, uh, doing what I'm supposed to do. And uh, I think um, what happened this weekend and uh, when the NFL came together, I was very proud of the league. You know, it showed, you know, solidarity across that, you know, in a time of adversity, uh, people can put their differences to the side and, you know, stand together. You know, it's a lot of different emotion, a lot of different people in their locker room feeling a lot of different ways, but everybody was able to put their differences to the side and, 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 and come together in, in solidarity to say, you know, hey, this is wrong, this isn't right, and we all need to work together to find a solution. 
Well, take, you said that, you know there was a lot of different thoughts and emotions in the locker room. Take us to Saturday, Saturday night. You know, I, I don't think the, the common fan knows kind of how it works when a team has a home game. They still get together and they go to a hotel usually and kind of have team meetings Saturday night before the game. So for you, sometimes they have Bible studies too. But for you, take us to Saturday night. You're preparing for a game. It's the home opener at MetLife against the, the Dolphins. A big game, obviously. And then you have your team meeting to discuss how to respond together as a team to what was said and, and how, they, how the team is going to you know, uh, react to this. What type of conversations are going on in that meeting that you can share with us? Um, well, I mean, initially our head coach spoke to the team. He said he was asked by some of the players, I guess, to address what was going on. And, um, you know, he, he spoke uh, about the issues that were going on. And he, he just did it in a way, um, you know, saying that, you know, you really can't respond to what people say. But, you know, there are issues going on in our country and we need to work to address those issues, you know, and if you don't have a solution to it and you're just talking, then you just continue to create more problems. But, you know, uh, we don't have a solution to the problem. You know, we just have, you know, people talking about it and he just addressed it and just said, we need to focus on the issues. It's not about, you know, need, you know, taking a knee to stand up. It's more about the issues and, and that's what we need to be focused on. And, uh, he, he, he gave everybody, he said, you all have the freedom to do whatever you want to do. Um, I'm not saying, you know, I can't tell you what to do and what not to do. Uh, just, you know, make sure that you speak intelligently about it, you know. And so, um, and then, you know, me and, me and some of my teammates had already been talking, you know, about, you know, what, what we could do. And so I, I stood up and I addressed the team and, you know, I just told, I told them, you know, exactly. I agree with everything that the coach said, you know, you know. I don't have a solution to the problem, um, you know, and if we don't have a solution to the problem, you know, and you just start talking, you just add to it, you know, and so, uh, but what we can do is change the message and we can send a message of unity and that, you know, even though we don't have a solution, we got to find that solution together. It's not going to be us being divided, but by us all working together. And if we're men, 60 men in a locker room, if we can't put our differences to the side and, and be united, then there's no way our nation can do entire nation can do it. And so, uh, you know, as, as leaders in society, I felt like we need to do that. And I just asked the team, you know, if they would be willing to lock arms, you know, and everybody lock arms and everybody just kind of said, yeah. And then coach asked everybody if they agreed, if that's what they wanted to do. And, uh, they said, you know, everybody was like, yeah, because a lot of us had already been talking about it. that's what, that would be a good way to, you know, do something that, you know, Everybody can got to be on the same page with, and uh, then the coach asked, the coach asked all the uh, the other coaches to do it with the players as well, and then that Sunday, uh, that's when the owner came in the locker room and asked all the players if if we mind if he locked arms with us too because he was uh, disappointed in what the president had said too, and so I thought that was that was really huge and how it all came together was just really a blessing from God. You know, you mentioned you decide ultimately to lock arms. I love that you're you're a leader in that locker room, Demario, and you're standing up there and you're addressing the team and knowing where your heart is, knowing where your your mindset is in terms of trying to honor Christ with what you're doing. I love that. But and you guys ultimately decide to lock arms in unity during the anthem. What was that moment like for you? Take me to the field prior to the game, and it obviously had to be a little different than maybe any other game that you played in that sense i'm guessing you've been seven years now in the league what was that moment like for you uh it, it very it really was different you know it was a very 
you could feel it down on the field. You could feel all the weight of, you know, the entire country, you know, understanding that everybody's watching, even the night before, um, you know, my Facebook, my my Instagram, my Twitter, my inbox is full. A lot of my teammates had the same. Just people asking, you know, what are you going to do? You guys, are you guys going to do something, you know, what is it? So, you know, the whole world, the whole world is watching at this moment to see what your response is going to be. And, yeah. uh, you know, you know, you just... You know, we just wanted to send a message of unity, and you could feel all of us being on the same page, you know, and uh, I think that went into the game, and, um, you know, we were able to get the win and everything. It was just, it was just, it was a good day. You know, I was proud to be a Jet, you know. Uh, a lot of times, you know, in this game, you have to look at yourself more as an NFL player, you know, because you could end up in team to team, but that was, that was definitely one day where I was proud to be a New York Jet. How difficult was that for you to put aside all that you had to deal with leading up to the game, the national anthem and all that, and then just play football? Like that's what you know, that's what you know how to do, right? You put the uniform on, you go out there and you hit guys and you execute. You guys played well, you won. But for you, did you find it difficult to change sort of that channel in your brain quickly and move on to football? Was that hard? No, I always look at myself as, you know, I play football. That's what I do, but it's not who I am. You know, I'm a man first. Right. You no, know, I'm uh, I'm a child of God first, and I'm always trying to look at life through that that lens and looking for opportunity to be a light uh, to the guys in the locker room, to my family, to the world. And yeah. so I think that part was a little more natural. And then when you get in the game, it's just doing what you do, play football. So once you step inside those lines, the light switch goes on, and it's time to ball. And um, I, it wasn't like I was on the field, you know, thinking about all that. You know, it's just just kind of what it was. What it was. We're talking to Demario Davis here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Demario, I want to go back a little bit to 2016 when Colin Kaepernick first decided to sit during the National Anthem, kind of where all this started, I guess, in that preseason. And then ultimately he knelt during the anthem. I was just curious on your thoughts, what they were on that moment when it happened last year and just kind of what went through your mind. Um, I'm a person I always understand, you know, there, there's two sides to, to, to every coin. And mm-hmm. if you only see one side, then you're going to struggle. I personally, I understood exactly where he was coming from. You know, I'm African-American. I know the hurts and the pains and the struggle and uh, the lens that a lot of African-Americans are forced to look at the country, you know, through. And so uh, what Colin was doing was he was being a voice to many people who aren't, who voices aren't being heard. You know, a lot of these kids, these young kids are being, you know, murdered in the streets uh, by cops, by, uh, you know, people on community watch. Um, and there's there's little to no justice being held. People are walking away innocent after killing 16, 17 year old kids. You know, uh, you know, the, Af- the jail rate in the African-American community, um, the prison rate is going up, you know, high, high. And that's less fathers that are in homes. And it's really being a, uh, it's, it's really destroying the African-American community. And, um, you know, many of these pains, you know, people, uh, it seems to in the African-American community that people do, don't see, you know, these problems, these hurts. And um, at the same time, you know, I know that I know the struggle to understand the type of protest that he decided to use, you know, on the other side, you know, uh, when it seems that it could be disrespectful to. Uh, military or um, people who are or cops. My father's in the military, and I know he he feels passionately about you know uh, you know not sitting you know kneeling during the during the national anthem. And so um, I understand you know both sides of 
of the coin, you know, and, and, and that's simply sometimes all you can do is just respect both sides, you know, and try to figure out, you know, what's the best, you know, when you're looking at something like that, it, it, it's very tricky, you know, but if you don't you refuse to see both sides and only see your world, you're never going to be able to compromise. And that's ultimately what our country has to do is try to find, you know, a, a happy medium, you know, and so, um, and it just comes from simply, you know, just loving your neighbor. And if, if you're looking at your neighbor and you see, you know, it, it'd be, it'd be real simple if, if people would say, you know, Hey, these guys are hurting. Let's see why they're hurting. Why are they making this protest? Let's try to fix these issues versus making another issue to talk about. Or, you know, if, if people who are taking the knee was like, you know what? this isn't getting the message across the right way. Maybe we need to try to use a different means. You know, that would be loving, you know, it's just trying to find a common ground. But when, when you only want to see your side, then you, you know, you're going to struggle. Well, that's, we're, a, we're that's, all struggle. that's why so many people I think were so, um, I don't know if their word is disappointed or sad or whatever about what the president said, because it felt like drawing a line in the sand and you had to pick a side. And I think you're right in that sense of, we need to kind of understand all sides on this. And that's the part that was probably most disconcerting uh, from what the president said. Yeah, I think I think what he said was just very, very divisive. Hmm. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a helpful to the, the problems that are going on in the country. If anything, it just increased them. And that's really not what you want from your leadership, especially in a time like this when we facing, you know, uh, tragedies from all different areas you know different countries problems that are going on there different issues that are going on in our, in our, in our country yeah. uh you know the, the the weather and and uh you know the hurricanes that have been going on you know just in the time we got so much going on just to increase and put more chaos that just really uh doesn't seem wise in my opinion um but you know at the same time you know you can't you can't choose the words that somebody else you know says all you can choose is how you respond to them and, you know, for me, it's, it's, man, let's just change the message, you know, and just change the message instead of reacting to something that's going to cause division. Let's just come together in unity and say, let we all can work together to figure out a solution to the problem. You know, and I think I think it's going to be uh, unity and, and really demonstrating love for somebody who's different than you. Well, let me ask you this, because you and I both obviously we're believers in Jesus. We love the Lord and we have a deep yearning to see others come to put their trust in him, obviously. We want to tell others about him. You and I have had conversations about this, and and I know your heart. I know where you're coming from. And But I'm seeing, even in the Christian community, divided opinions, really divided opinions on everything that's happening. So I'm this 40-year-old white guy, and you're you know, your late 20s, African-American, you're playing in the NFL. Help me understand from your perspective why these demonstrations are needed right now, and maybe why so many other people are angry. I mean, just straight anger over all of this. On both sides. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote an article about this uh, on the increase that, that should come out soon. And it's it's coming from our lack of love for one another in the Christian community. You know, I think, you know, Christians in America do a good job of loving God. You know, we, we wake up, we pray, we spend time talking to God. Uh, we study scripture, we meditate on his word, but we don't necessarily do a a good job of loving others. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to want a, a good picture of it, look at the Sunday service. You know, Sunday service is still one of the most segregated hours in the country. You know, and so uh, that's not that's not learning to love. You know, somebody who's different than you. You know, and um, 
when when God says in his word, you know, they'll know you're my children by the way you love one another. We're supposed to be a light to the world of what love looks like. Yeah. So um, loving somebody who's different than you. You know, when you have uh, Christians who are, who are um, you know, outside of abortion clinics, you know, saying God hates you, mm. you know, you know, saying God, God hates gays and all these different things. You know, where's our grace? Where's our love? You know, we've seen in bad representation, you know. And so now we're being exposed because in the time when your back is put against the wall, you know, now you're forced to, forced to choose, you know, culture that you, you, you go to the culture you believe in versus, uh, you know, the word that you believe in, yeah. you know. And so... And I think that's where our struggle is, and, and, and there's the truth that's coming to the light, you know, and you look in, in all these big churches where people have all these nice things, and there's people, you know, right around them struggling. You know, people have four or five cars in their garage, and there's people inside the church who don't have a car, you know, and so it's like, do you really love that person if you're sitting there and looking at a need, and you don't do anything about it, you know, and so yeah. uh, you got to just have... We should have more, you know, uh, communities working together, communities of different cultures working together to help fix problems in, in, in both communities. And, and and that's what we have to have. And Christians should be leading the way in that. And so uh, I'm not going to let, you know, uh, the problems and tensions, racial tensions that we have going on in the country stop the way that I love my, my other brothers. You know, in Christ that are different than me, that are a different race than me, that are a different uh, background than me. I'm going to love them the same. It's not going to dictate. But what you see happening is, you know, the racial tensions rise and people feel like they're forced to choose a side. And now they choose their culture over their word, you know, and and that's what the devil and the enemy wants. Yeah. I mean, it really appears to me that everyone want, just seems to want to win an argument on this. And very few people want to have a conversation. And, you know, it's. My thought process is we need to be talking. We need to have conversations, not only within our Christian community, but with people who are different than us and learning from them and just trying to understand whether we agree or not what others think. And so what do you think needs to happen? I mean, you mentioned how we really need to come together in love, but what do you think needs to happen right now with our society to try and come to some sense of a common ground on this? Well, I think it, I think it ultimately is... Uh genuine relationships you know you have to have genuine relationships with people of different backgrounds you know if you want to know more about a person's culture and know more about understanding and helping someone you got to know about them you got to know about that person you know and so i look at it like you know i don't understand all the struggles in uh the gay community but you know when i got more gay friends or people who used to be gay when i when i started loving on them and spending time with them, I started to realize and, and realize how much, how much hate comes against them, yeah. you know, and realize the struggles inside their community. It's just like learning how to play a sport. You know, if I don't care anything about tennis, I'm not going to learn the game of tennis, you know, on my own, you know, but if I, if I hang around somebody that plays a lot of tennis, I'm naturally going to grow a little bit of concern for the game or learn a lot more about the game with somebody who plays tennis all the time. You know, and so it, it, it's it's kind of like that. And so when you spend time around people, and have genuine relationships, people of different culture, then you can understand the way that they feel. That's how I was able to see, you know, both sides of the coin with the Colin Kaepernick thing. You know, I have I'm from the African-American community, so I understand that. But I also have 
cops who are friends. I have military people who are friends and family. And so I'm able, I'm naturally put in between to understand both sides. And I think only the people who understand both sides and really relate to both sides can figure out a way to have a common ground. Mm. And that's what it's going to take. That's really great. That's really great. Just a couple more questions here with Demario Davis on the podcast. So what's next? I mean, what plans are there, if any, right now? Maybe you don't know yet because it's Tuesday that we're taping this. It's an off day. Uh, and you're back to work on Wednesday. What plans or discussions have you had with your teammates going forward? Have you talked about that yet? Like, what's what happens next week and the week after and the week after before each game? Well, I think our, our message isn't going to change. We said our message is unity for the season. I don't know uh, what we'll do. I don't know if we'll do the arm lock, you know, for the rest of the season. That, that's a, that's going to be a team decision. Uh, but our message is, is is going to be unity. And I think uh, we're, we're not going to – the conversation has been started and we're not going to stop having this conversation about, you know, our country has to have unity and unity and just continue to change the message. And hopefully, you know, something, you know, is being done about the issues that we're trying to bring awareness to, you know. Um, you know, we just can't let these problems continue to exist. We can't sweep them under the rug. They're going to continue to be – be here um, like they have been for a long time like until like you said we continue to have the conversation and bring awareness to it you know absolutely well Demario we really appreciate you being here on the podcast and I don't know why um, I've never done this before or asked anybody to do this on the podcast but I'm gonna ask you and it's up to you if you want to do this or not but would you close this podcast in prayer we've done more 40 more than 40 of these now and just Never really done that before, but I feel it's necessary here. Would you be okay praying for us at the end of this yes, podcast? Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. That'd be great. Heavenly Father, um, you tell us in your word, my people who are called by na- my name uh, will humble themselves and turn from their wicked, wicked ways and seek your face. Then you will hear from heaven, and then you will heal uh, their land, oh God. And so that's what we do, God. We just humble ourselves before you understanding that the issues facing our country, God, are just, you know, too big for us to handle. Um, God, and we need divine intervention. We need you, oh God. Uh, we haven't done things right. You know, we confess that to you, God, but we just turn turn away from, you know, our wicked ways, our wicked thoughts, our wicked uh, treatment of others, God, and we just seek your face, God, and uh, we just ask you to teach us how to love well, teach us how to love people who are different than us, teach us how to uh, speak with one another in a respectful way, God, and, and, and teach us how to listen and listen with our heart, uh, God, that we can, you know, work towards, work together for a solution. God, I think there's uh, more awareness around issues uh, now more than ever, oh God, and I think people are, are, are looking for solutions, God, and so we just ask that you give us wisdom and you provide those solutions and, and God, you bring them speedily and readily. And God, we just continue to trust your plan. God, we thank you that you sent your son down across for our sins. God, uh, uh, you know, we thank you for even, you know, allowing this opportunity and bringing us together to be able to have this conversation right now. God, I wish wouldn't have happened if it wasn't from the love of your son. God, we thank you and we love you. We ask you to bless our country, bless this time, and bless all the people in the world. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for doing that. Demario Davis, New York Jets linebacker. By the way, currently second in the NFL in tackles. He's having a pretty good season thus far. And listen, I do really appreciate this, man. I just wanted to have a conversation and understand and, and, uh, I think we did that. So hopefully we can make some progress here and hopefully we'll have you back on the podcast again very soon. All right, man. Thank you, brother. You be blessed. You too, my friend. See you. All right. Bye-bye.